2: Sandry says cat dirt, but we use stronger words. This has been your Obscenity Warning. Hello, welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Indy. I'm Brittany. And I'm Goodwin. And today we're reading chapter 17 of The Will of the Empress.
0: So grab a cup of coffee. Or a tea. Or your drink of choice.
1: And let's turn down an amusing husband.
2: In chapter 17, as chapter 17 begins, Ambrose and Alaga send for the best healer for Triss and inform her friends that Ishbal Lady Hammer is known for curses. Triss, despite being very injured, is miraculously alive, with no, like, major, possibly fatal injuries, which is another sign that this was done very much on purpose. Though the rest of the gang consider waiting for Triss before they leave, she encourages them to go without her. Shan stops by to see Sandry, who is fit to be tied, by which I mean fit to tie him to a chair with her magic for being a dick. Yes. Shan proposes, Sandry wants none of it and Ambrose informs her of Shan's political ambitions. Uh, She's upset about the whole Shan affair, but Ambrose tells her, honestly, she doesn't deserve him. Sandry also leaves some important papers with Ambrose so he will have more power to care for her people and her her estate while she is in Milan. Triss, in the meantime, speaks to Gorse to tell him her siblings will need him on the trip to see things and hear things on the wind and give them warning thus as the chapter ends they set out with jegors up front much to the confusion of the other three (music) part one of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice this is where we talk about what we liked and didn't like about the chapter so uh where shall we begin y'all Do we begin with Tris, or do we begin with this asshole?
0: (sighs) Shan is stupid. He's so, so stupid. What made him think that, oh, I'm gonna go kiss her. She likes kissing me. I'm gonna kiss her so good. She's gonna decide to stay. Like, really? Really, guy? You're so stupid.
3: Fucking moron.
0: I like the specific line
2: where she's she's trying to get him to back off and she's pushing against him and he's way bigger than her so she can't like really move him so she finally like gets his clothes to move him for her mm-hmm. uh, Shan could hardly fight his own clothing as it dragged him back he clung to Sandry until she summoned a cushioned chair since the cushions were firmly nailed to the seat the entire chair slammed into Shan's knee. <laughs>
0: Amazing. <laughs> I just love the way that's phrased. Since the cushions were firmly nailed to the seat. I also love the fact that she's like, if you don't leave me alone and get off of me, I will make sure that this chair is ti- stays tied to your ass. So you have to walk out here with a chair wrapped around you. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I wish you would have. It would have been Amazing. <sighs> I
2: like the fact that after she does let him up he's still like trying to to get her to to give in and she says something she says like my temper is fraying as are your clothes and I'm like yes I want I wish I could just say that to people when I was angry right
1: he is so desperate god damn
2: fucking desperate i love and ambrose has his number and it is amazing mm-hmm. and he's
3: like i don't even fucking care here all of the lovely juicy details you need to know everything so uh this guy's a piece of shit and then sandry's like did you even tell you know the empress that you were going to marry me
0: no well, of course
3: not no I, why to- would i do that would you did you tell it to your friends no they'd laugh at me so you're is it actually their laughter you fear or the fact that they would be able to tell uh uh barry what's
2: up like they are gonna tattle on you to the empress like guys, what, what? we both know that she don't want you here
0: yeah and yeah. for that
2: matter i don't want you here so fuck <laughs> off
0: <laughs> yeah promptly and politely
3: sir go fuck yourself
2: I love, like, Ambrose is not the type of person who's just going to gossip for the sake of gossip. So the fact that he's like, okay, Sandry, let me give you all the hot goss is incredibly Mm -hmm. meaningful.
1: He just spills the tea right in front of her. In front of him too, just...
0: mm. My favorite part of all that, though, is while he's telling uh, Sandry all this hot goss, he's checking the chair to make sure he's going to (laughs) be safe to sit down in it. Like, is this one going to tie itself to my britches. I don't know. <laughs> Let me make sure it does not. <laughs> I love that. God, Tamer Pierce
1: is so, it's such so a, funny.
3: It's so funny, and at the same time, like, you can tell how pissed she is. Oh, and yeah. you're kind of mad for her, like, when you start getting all of this detail. Like, we already kind of have details that he's a, a, a two-faced lying snake but now that you she's love getting...
2: kissing me i know you do we should <laughs> like... just get married
1: who doesn't Ugh. like kissing right that's stupid but well and i love her that's...
2: response of just there is way more in this world than just kissing
3: <laughs> mm. sorry goodwin that i i am that person because no, i don't I like don't. slobber yuck <laughs> people cooties <laughs> i i do like like i addictive. actually do kind of like the the comment he makes a little bit later where he's like love isn't a requirement for marriage but i know we would love to come each would come to love each other you're so beautiful charming you're intelligent you have a sense of humor how could i not love you like i i do kind of like that he's like these are all things that i do like about you and in the back of my mind i'm also like sandra doesn't like flattery you should shut the fuck up bruh
2: (laughs) she go hit you
1: it's like he hasn't been paying attention this whole time
2: he hasn't i did like you before i found out what a two-faced liar you are you sneak around to see me because you you sneak around to see me because you have all you can handle at night in baronine's chambers that has nothing to do with you, that has nothing to do with you and me Sandry yes I'm her lover but it's not like I really have a choice she holds my purse strings I'd say that's not all she holds <laughs> she's not rock. I fucking love that <laughs> I I love how Tamara Pierce handles vulgarity in this series Um, <clears throat> and we we've seen it we see it in the earlier books with the swearing because we have like Triss told him or whoever like somebody tells somebody you know to do something that was biologically impossible or whatever and we Mm -hmm. have these little like things or Sandry made a rude gesture Um, and but the worst we actually get is cat dirt Mm -hmm. I love that and you see it twice like there's just two excellent examples in this chapter and that's one of them with the other one being where Briar says she can kick a guy's teeth (laughs) Yep, I, I
3: absolutely love that. I also like the mental image of like Baronine wearing Shan's testicles as like family jewels. <laughs> like that's kind of what's happening, man. Yeah,
2: you have
3: no balls. Sorry. Whack.
2: <laughs> and here he is saying that he wants to have kids with Sandry. He doesn't even have the balls. Exactly
3: they're they're leased to him
2: (laughs) (laughs) well that is Shan or the bulk of Shan out of the way uh does anybody want to launch into everything else I mean I can
3: I talked about it like while we were reading it this is one of my favorite parts is just uh Dodge being like traitor log it I wouldn't want to be near her
0: nope
3: uh, exactly I I also like that only, a f- like, Ambrose is the one who has the testicular fortitude to go. Yeah, that's that's Ishabal Lady Hammer for you. She's the she's the one who did it, because like later on the nurse is just like, uh, "There's only one curse weaver in the empire with that level of skill," and that's all I will say on that topic. Triss and her her unconquerable will she will not take the sleeping medicine until she sees you so please attend to her immediately so she will sleep
2: the the healer says that she doesn't see a family resemblance but it's right there it's that it's that landrag will triss has got it too
1: that stubbornness they <laughs> mm-hmm. all
3: have it yep sandry realizing that briar and daja have not reconnected to each other
0: i was wrong i thought it would be sandry and trist be the last ones to reconnect i was wrong
3: sandry just fucking taking care of shit her being like these have been properly witnessed and sealed do what this says like listen to what the advocate says uh make them also your people that way you have that power just do the damn thing she has covered all of her bases to where ambrose has essentially all the power to do whatever he fucking needs to do and wants to do and ambrose is like
0: but dude this is a lot question so i know at the beginning of the book. Um, they were saying that the Empress was taxing her lands pretty hard. Which, yes, she's still going to do that. But wasn't she also like doing something to Emilon, And that was like the main reason that she ended up having to go. So, yeah, she may be fixing her lands, but she's going to screw stuff up with Emilon now too, isn't she? Because the Empress oh. is going to be like, no, fuck that bitch. She ain't getting nothing from us now.
3: Yeah, it was like they were she was holding some kind of like trade.
1: I think Namorne owed money to Amelon, and they were paying it back and they were gonna hold that back payments on that, if I remember correctly. I yeah, thought it was a trade
0: she, thing. I thought it was a trade thing too.
1: I, I might be totally off base though. Then then I, I have no idea where that came from. I'm sure she could still do it, but if I remember correctly again, uh it had to do with Sandry just showing up at all, right? to
3: visit. I think that was probably like the stipulation for it, yeah. Yeah,
0: But she's the empress, so she can be like, oh, fuck that. I want her to stay here, or I'm not doing anything with Emelon.
1: She could do that, but I also see that as like, not not hard to enforce, but hard to justify for the rest of the people in her country.
0: Oh, no, she's constantly (laughs) going to war with the Jing, so why not with Emelon?
1: I want to fight a two-front war. I never (laughs) fight a two-front war.
3: Yeah, like, and Emilon makes for a powerful uh, adversary.
1: Yeah, but I'm, I'm sure <clears throat> she could. I, yeah. I just, I don't think we okay. know enough to make a determination.
2: On page 34, Vedra says, I have truly missed you three. It is so agreeable to be understood. The threats have been financial. If Sandrine were to remain in Emilon much longer, Na- Na- Namorne might find other sources of saffron and copper. Certain goods that pass through Emelon would be more highly taxed in Namorn. Those who pay those taxes would be told it would cost less to ship their goods through other countries. Debts owed to banks in Emelon would be repaid more slowly or frozen. Last year, interest paid on Emelon's loans, to the Namorne's empire never reached our banks. Her Imperial Majesty has indicated to me that there are ways to make our friendly relations even less friendly. So it's both.
0: Part of it is trade, and part of it is debts. So i feel like sandry leaving it's gonna continue to make it less friendly
3: i mean there there is that op- like there is that chance but also
1: it might have just been like a little blackmail to do features to get him to send her over yeah maybe she didn't intend to do it blackmail
3: is literally the word that
2: they use
1: yeah
3: yeah so i mean it is one of those like She does technically hold the power to do that, but that also does set up for a very uncomfortable time for everybody involved.
0: Couldn't she just sign everything away over to her cousin, to Ambrose? That's basically what she's doing already, isn't it? It's
3: not what she's doing. She still owns the lands.
0: I get that, but it's from the way she's making it sound she's not gonna want to go back so why not just go ahead and give everything to ambrose well they're hers
3: like like it's it's one of those it's that that family uh, you know this is my family's land if i ever do decide to get married this is where i want my kids to be this is what i want them to have i want them to be set forever and like if she does have kids and she stays in Emelon and she gets the position, like, she will also be set, and they will be set forever, but this is something that, like, is concrete. That That's true.
0: Has. I don't know, but at the same time, having kids of my own, being in an environment like that, I wouldn't want to subject my children to that. Like, the Empress is a bitch, and I would not want my kids to live under her rule fuck all
1: that. Here in
0: this is all yours. I'll keep a tiny little sliver of this land if I want to come back. But all of this, take it. I don't want this shit. I'm done with it. Fuck all this.
1: I think it's like sort of an honor thing for Sandry, like to prove that she is capable of maintaining those lands.
3: And I feel like Uh, giving them up, like entirely is also her admitting defeat. And how easily does Sandry go Nah, I get I'm off.
0: good. Yeah, Fuck off. that's true. That's okay. very true.
3: This is Sandry we're talking about. Like too she,
0: prideful. Jeez.
3: She is very prideful, and to turn like to completely turn everything over and sign everything off, where she no longer has a part of it, is very much a defeat to her. But it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's but not. But that is definitely and she says as much in one of the chapters it like i can't remember exactly where but it was essentially like this is my land and turning it over like losing this land is my my responsibility to this land is more than just taking care of these people so it it is a matter of pride that she's like, I'm not going to give it up because then the Empress wins and she doesn't fucking deserve it. Because,
0: But it would uh, be giving it to her, it'd be giving it to Ambrose.
3: Well, she can very easily come in and still take it without Sandry there and because it's hard to go against someone who has that level of power that Sandry has. It is actually really hard to take anything from sandry that sandry isn't willing to give up because of her position not only in namorin but where she stands in emilon in general ambrose just has control of that land and he has to do everything she says and he do- like he's her cousin yes uh Berenine is sandry's cousin as well but that doesn't necessarily mean that ambrose and Ber- Berenine have like any like connection and i don't think that the empress would hesitate to just go okay let's tax the fuck out of you you're gonna have to give the land up anyway I know now that all of that money is not going to Sandry. So I can take you for every penny
0: you've got. What's to and... stop her from doing so now? Sandry. Take all of Emilon's money. Take all of Emilon's money. That's Give me it. all your money. You can't do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, Why not? I think I think we don't get enough info to like make a full determination, but I definitely think there's like a lot more nuance in like Those lands are sandries. They were given to her by her family. There is protection there for her. And if the Empress decides to just start charging her for that sort of stuff and like taxing her so much that nothing is able to get done, I think that'll show badly to the other nobles as well, especially Mm -hmm. if there's no actual reason for her to do that. Yeah. Um and that breeds discontent with the court and other people start getting mad. And they're like, "Oh, if that can happen to her, even though she's done nothing wrong, it can happen to us." People start getting ideas. Maybe the empress is not able to govern correctly anymore and we need to make a change. And, you know, it it's it's a very that's my interpretation of it that it's it's kind of a delicate balancing act between, you know, Keeping your your nobles in, char- in in line, but also not crushing them underfoot, or else they start you know to get ideas.
3: Yeah, that makes sense. And um, we do kind of get the we do get a little bit of information on how like the people who live on those lands interact, like with the nobles. Yes, they kind of just do whatever the nobles say because otherwise they uh they they will die. But imagining nobles being like, okay, well, we're gonna just take all of our people, whoever is able to fight, and we're going to just take control. There's a lot of people and the nobles aren't gonna have to do like their lives wouldn't be the ones on the line. It'd be the people who are underneath them. And so like there's there's a lot there.
1: Intrigue is complicated.
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I
1: like it, but it's 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 a lot.
3: I know we said that we're we're done with the shan, but I just want to bring up two very specific points because I really just like them. Sandra, thinking to herself, he played you like a fish on a lion, start acting less damp. Just, I love that, that is
1: such a I, <laughs> fish on a line. Stop acting so like it feels real but it's not, you know? Is that a thing? I don't think that's a, I, I've i never heard of it if it is but like that's such a weird.
3: I also haven't but like I feel it should be. Because
1: <laughs> it even has that little response that like you know uh, oh, it's 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 good.
3: I think I would make a wonderfully amusing husband.
2: Isn't that kind of the same thing he said in a previous chapter, like when they first met? Something like that, yeah. I feel like he said something very similar when they first met. Which makes me feel like he has had his eye on her for this from the beginning. He's just been trying to charm his way
0: into her marriage bed.
1: That is... Definitely possible, yeah. Absolutely.
0: Love it makes- reminds me of the movie Frozen.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yup. Absolutely. Love makes fools of us all and desire does far worse. Forget him. You deserve better and you will find it. But he probably won't be as handsome. Yup. <laughs> uh I do, I do really like the he will be if you love him yeah like, that's just like it It makes me think of you know Ambrose and his wife like we, we we get this picture painted of Ambrose where he's just a plain dude he's just a guy
0: he's so dry and boring to everyone else and I'm sure his wife thinks he's so amazing so wonderful I love it, him so much he's he's the most handsomest man in the world yeah
3: And, like, I I feel
0: like that kind
3: of translates into good life advice, too. Because, like, looks will fade, man. Mm -hmm. You'll be 70 years old before you know it. Covered in wrinkles with all this gray hair. You won't move. Like, you you won't have the ability to do what you used to do. And all you've got, basically, is love. If I ever ever decide that i have to be in a relationship i want my grandparents relationship because they just they just sit in the same room and do their own thing like she does crossword puzzles and he watches tv and they're just in the same room just hanging out and like i that is a good solid relationship and like it doesn't matter that she's not as young and vibrant and pretty as she used to be.
2: And here I was just gonna say that I like that Ambrose is like the there it's like they're having like the post breakup girlfriend chat and he's being the bestie that's like, girl, he you don't deserve him. He wasn't good enough for you. <laughs>
1: yeah, he, he didn't he didn't deserve you. You're too hot for him anyways yeah he was broke as shit he was ugly (laughs) okay he wasn't ugly he wasn't ugly he was
0: handsome (laughs) he's very handsome
2: but i just i love ambrose like playing that role yeah except that it describes the way it describes it is so nice because he turns around because he like stands up to like close the door or whatever after shan and he's like, uh, are his clothes really going to fall off? And then he turns around and he realizes she's crying and it says something like he hugged her the way he would have hugged one of his daughters. And it's so sweet.
3: Yeah, Ambrose, I've said this before and Molly, Molly can attest to how many times I said it in our Discord chat when I was reading this. Ambrose's just a good dude. Mm-hmm. He's just a good, solid dude. i need hated Ambrose in my life. We we all need an Ambrose in our life. Just a good dude, man. I love Ambrose so much.
2: I I love how many, like, side characters in this series have just been, like, these kind of people. Because we have, like, Ambrose and Alaga. We have Colin Matazi, We have Keth's cousin and his wife. We have Tarod and his wife. Like, there's just so many. Just, like, these couples who are kind of on the side who are just good people hanging Mm -hmm. out, being good people doing good shit Like Mm -hmm. I aspire to be them that is who I want to be in my life
3: absolutely I want to be Matazi when I get older
1: (laughs)
2: amen
3: I want to be wealthy enough to help the people who need it and I want to take care of the people that I love just be like, hey, you need a place to crash? I got a room. Come hang out. Oh, the the hospital burnt down? Here is all of this money to help rebuild it. Like, that's what I want to be when I grow up. There are so many of those characters in this series that just, they take care of their shit and they take care of their people. And like, I want to be that kind of adult. <laughs> A scarecrow in strange brasslin spectacles on a blue roan gelding that he could, that could tell his writer was uncertain.
2: I love that she describes him as a scarecrow again. I, I love every do. time this happens.
3: Jagorse and his uh, sheep up ahead. Lots of them in rain tonight. Like, I
0: feel like that's going to come into play somehow.
3: Hasn't He's ever- trying
0: so hard everything he has said has so i feel like this is gonna definitely play into something
3: like is one of those people who so incredibly important like to the story and to these kids and they only pay attention to him about half of the time Mm mm-hmm and then the other half, the other half that they do pay attention to him, he's. They're like, "Oh, it's not that big of a deal. Calm down. It's fine. Everything's okay."
2: And it is that big of a deal.
3: And it is that big of a deal. Like
2: every single time.
3: <laughs> listen to your scarecrow, goddamn.
1: How many times does that need to be said?
2: I love that he's trying so hard because Tris is like, well, "You need, you need to travel with them because they need somebody who can see what's coming." And so he's riding up front, even though he's scared. And he's just like, okay, I have to tell them whatever I see. So he's like, sheep up ahead. Lots of them.
1: (laughs) Oh, He's
2: trying so hard and he's so cute.
0: And then Briar and Sandry and Dodge are like, oh, just let him be. He'll tire of it. it." Like, guys, you guys are underestimating him. He's going to come in handy for sure like it's funny because time though they're being so mean about it though too like time is more fit to be a mage than he is but it's okay (laughs) like damn guys
1: have a little fave.
2: right I think it's funny that like people uh, people underestimate them all the time like we see it in this chapter uh, where Triss is talking to Sandry and she's like you guys should go ahead and go they've determined that i'm the biggest threat they don't know how dangerous you three are yeah and yet here they are doing the exact same thing with jacores yeah and for like similar reasons it's just this like superficial bullshit. like yeah because with with them it's like oh no they're too young they can't possibly be that powerful and with him, it's like, oh, he's too old. <laughs>
0: he's too crazy.
2: He can't do yeah. nothing. No, he's just an old crazy man. Like, no, he knows what he's talking
0: about. And you should start listening. You should listen. There's sheep ahead. <laughs> and it's going to
3: rain. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Ignore him at your peril.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, my man knows what's up. He might not realize he knows what's up, but he knows what's up. <laughs>
2: Best weather forecast ever.
0: Yes. Sheep ahead
2: and rain. (laughs) So who's next?
0: A lot of mine got stolen, so I guess I'll go ahead and go. When Sandry shouts, this is no time for jokes. And Briar's like, oh, there's always time for jokes. jokes.
1: (laughs) Always. Always.
0: With his sweetest smile. Always. I love Briar so much. Right? Same.
2: I love that she says this is no time for jokes and they're not even really joking around. Right? She says it. <laughs> cuz literally it's like she says, "Oh, you guys, you should go ahead without me because you don't want to get stuck here. Like it'll be better and then I can catch up cuz I can move quickly on my own." And then Briar says like, "Yeah, I think she's right." And Dodge is like, "Yeah, I think she's right." I hate it when she's right. (laughs) And Sandra's just like, this is no time to joke around.
0: (laughs) And then my next one is when Sandra tells Tris, I feel like I'm deserting you. And Tris says, try feeling like you're using common sense. That's what I do when I'm doing what I think is right. It might not be right, but I'm telling myself I'm using common sense. So it's okay.
2: Uh, I feel like common sense has gotten Triss uh, it, It's gotten in trouble. Like, it, it has not worked out for Triss on occasion.
0: Right? Uh, Tris,
2: Triss's sense of common sense is a little bit skewed, I guess. Yes.
0: Um, My next one is when Triss wakes up and sees the maid get acting all mad because Shagoras is there. And the maid's like, I told him to go away. And is like, well, I needed to talk to him. And the maid's like, well, are you certain he's so odd? And is like, that's okay. So am I. I
2: love the description of the way she smiles too, which I know is like, because she's very injured, but it's something like a smile fought its way onto her face or something mm-hmm. like that. Also, I kind of want to see, I kind of wish I had seen the interaction between Daja and the maid. Because the maids like you may say Dajos said to let him be, but but
0: right, see <laughs> what went, went down there. Um, my next one is when Triss has asked Jagors to go ahead and go with everyone, and he's like, "I'm fit to work as a mage," and Triss is like, "More fit than I am," <laughs> which I find really funny because later on, Briar and everyone's like. Oh, well, Chime is more fit to be a mage than uh, Jagors, And if that's the case, then that means Chime is more fit to be a mage than Triss as well. Which (laughs) is hilarious. Uh, I was just trying to picture Chime doing like Triss's magic. Chime is the new avatar.
1: Shooting lightning. See which ones haven't been taken. Uh, I really liked... Right in the beginning, where Sandry, uh, as soon as the healer comes in, Sandry's like, listen, Triss is a mage. Her braids control her magic. Her hair is her mage kit, letting the healer know exactly what she's getting into and like what not to fuck around with. Like, she gave her all the necessary info she needed to be able to do her job correctly, which is a. Uh, pretty cool because when you're in that sort of situation you know you're you're not always thinking straight but it it shows how sandry has kind of become like a very competent uh mage
0: i read that more as like her fussing like yeah that's how
2: i read it too um like yes she did need to give the information but i i thought it was kind of funny because she's she's like Telling Chime like you're no use, like go back downstairs because you can't help. And yet she's like still like moving. Also, if on the healer, kind of doing the same thing that yeah. Chime's doing. Mm-hmm. And so the healer finally turns around, and is like,
0: "Hush, shh.
3: thank I have you the for information the information."
0: Because she shuts the door in her face, like, <laughs> yeah. "Go away, you are no help either." Go. Yeah.
1: Being taught how to fall which is something that I haven't thought about in, like, at this point, decades. I was a kid in karate, and they taught us how to fall correctly. And that was, like, something that, like, you know, you don't really think about. Like, you know, just tuck your fucking chin in so you don't bonk your head against the ground when you fall. But, like, it's cool to see that brought up that was, like, something that the mages were trained in. I I do want to repeat that the quote, Love makes fools of all of us and desire does far worse, is such such a good quote. Genuinely, really, really good.
2: I feel like that quotes a good, like, summation of this book as a whole so far. Because so much of what's happening has been centered around love and desire. Yeah. All right, let's see what I got. Sandry, when she's trying to help Triss and she's, like, getting the cloth and laying it out next to her, she's like... I can't cry. I can't look at her because then I'll start crying. And if I start crying, then I'm no good to anybody. And like, that's just a mood. Like, I've been there so many times. I also like that she's, I don't know. I, originally, I was originally going to say that I think it's really clever of her that she like specifically gets hemp because Briar can help her with it. But then, like, what would she get that wasn't a plant? fabric like silk like you're not gonna use silk as a stretcher so wool yeah so yeah maybe there is kind of something there but yeah I like that that she has the wherewithal to get fabric that is something that Briar can manipulate as well. The kids all sitting on the floor just like Yeah with I don't know it's just I don't know exactly why I highlighted but it was just an image of just the three of them on the floor outside Trissa's room because they're so like this is how badly it's affected them. They can't do anything. But they also like they can't they physically like they they don't have the ability to do anything. They don't have the ability to help. But then also they're so upset by it that they like can't do anything else. So they're just sitting on the floor.
0: In this image Briar and Daja are like leaning each on each other Mm -hmm. but yet they still haven't opened up their connection with each other which is weird to me when they're like physically laying on top of each other like grieving to the fact that their friend is hurt Like, just open your connection already you <laughs> obviously very much love each other
2: yeah i didn't even make that connection i like that uh the other connection that i made was like when i looked at it again it kind of reminded me of sitting Shiva, which is what you do in Jewish tradition when someone dies and you literally sit low. So you just like sit on the ground. Um, And obviously she's not dead, but it kind of reminded me of that because there is, like you said, Brittany, they're, they're grieving in a way. And so it, it really shows that Um, the comment about, well, if Ishabal Hammer is really good with curses and whatever, then anytime somebody had an accident in their home, they'd think that they'd pissed off the empress and that would lead to madness. And then I think it's Daja who says, or very well-behaved citizens. And like, that is probably, that is probably information that the empress purposely let slip. And then poor Sandry, who's like sitting there thinking like, well, did I bring this on because I wasn't a good little girl and wanted to leave early and all this, but I'm sitting here going like, no, no, you didn't. You, you may have made it happen earlier, but like at the end of the summer when you wanted to leave, this still would have happened unless you had actually decided that you were going to stay and probably not. (laughs) I just really like that the healer talks about how how in control Triss is of her abilities. And like, oh, it was so good to be able to work on somebody who has like this level of control. And uh, it was very easy to like heal her inside of her magic. And I'm grateful for that because, you know, she like, it shows just how much she's grown. I mean, back in book two, it was, I need to learn control. I also like the specific detail of Triss's spare pair of glasses. I always like when authors put that kind of information in, like it's because I wear glasses. It's just a nice detail. I don't, I sometimes think of it like sometimes if it's something like that, like she fell and then like, wait a minute, what happened to her glasses? Um, I don't always think about it but when it's there when the author did think about it and it's like oh yes this spare pair of glasses or like her glasses broke and then she couldn't see like it's it's very nice
1: the attention to detail
0: yeah
1: cuz <clears throat> yeah her glasses would not be surviving a fucking fall like that
0: definitely not <laughs> but I found it funny that she put the glasses on Trish just for her to fall asleep like two minutes later. <laughs> like Now you're going to have to take it back off of her. <laughs> I didn't even think of that, but yeah. Well,
1: at least she'll be able to see when she gets up. And we'll have
0: to That's reach true. For it. Unless she moves around a lot in her sleep as she breaks the spare pair now, too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> then she gets her extra spare.
2: It did. It did say one of her spare pairs. It didn't have more than one spare pair.
0: I wouldn't put it past Tris to have several, several pairs of glasses.
2: She probably does. It's very, it's very practical, and they're probably all identical.
0: Found a pair she likes. (laughs)
2: Fair. (laughs) Oh, when when Sandry tells Ambrose, like Ambrose is gonna send her with like ten men at arms, and she's like, I really wish you weren't sending me with ten men at arms, and they have this whole conversation about it but my thought she says like they're really needed here and my thought was, oh, is there plowing to be done? <laughs> uh, you mentioned the Brittany, you mentioned he's very odd and so am I. but I really just like this conversation between Tris and Jake a little bit later. Um, he says, I'm fit to work as a mage and she says more fit to, more fit than I am no one's ever counted on me before except to be crazy, then this will be a new experience for you. That's a good thing. So sweet. Yeah. Yeah, and then the only other thing I wrote was uh, he's like the description of him when she's like, you need to go with them. And he's like, wait, me? They need me? And he's so surprised that he sounds completely sane.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it like it said he'd just never been asked something like that. Or, mm-hmm. or told something like that. And that was like you know, a really I I still wonder if like Triss did that on purpose. Like, they, you know, her her friends definitely needed help with someone who could, you know, see stuff ahead of them. But like it also just worked perfectly to actually get Zagorce to go. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise he would not have been able to have been convinced to go. Like
2: right
1: it was it was a very right. clever way of getting to. Into... it worked out it worked I, I think it worked out for for everybody involved yeah <laughs>
2: Part two of our three-step reading process is reading like a dedicate. This is where we look for a theme or a message in the chapter. What theme or message did you find?
3: Show must go on.
2: Yeah, I wrote goodbyes, but I think that's better.
3: Because we trace is like, I'll need to leave anyway. But we we also see it with uh like Ambrose and Sandry where she's basically like show must go on you've got to take care of all of this and then Sandry kind of picking herself up after Shan and yeah so show must go on
2: I'd even argue that Shan himself kind of fits into that a little bit where like he's haven't he's like he's kind of been spurned by the empress so he's trying to figure out how to
0: keep the show going on doing a shit-ass job of it but you know i'm gonna be honest i didn't find one i mean that's fair that's why i wrote goodbyes because i was like this is this is like the one thing
2: that i see is everybody saying goodbye to one another
1: uh minus competence uh sandry was ready this chapter she was uh, ready in the beginning, helping Triss like get the you know fabric under her to get her to be able to mute be moved without like shattering her spine if it's broken or something. Um, and, you know, telling the healer what she needed to know, even if she was a little uh, annoying about it. And the stuff with the advocate at the end, you know, to make sure that she wouldn't need to get her allowance every year. And giving Ambrose like the opportunity that like, hey, it's all done. I went out, got it done. It's done correctly. You don't have to worry about it. Uh she she's just showing that she is a competent, and able, you know, person. Uh and on the opposite end of the spectrum, we got Shan, who is uh not competent, pretty stupid actually, and uh just completely unable to do anything correctly. So competence
2: i feel like it's really good to see that level of competence from sandry because we know how involved she is with running emilon and um they're like that's a good person to have at the head of your country so yeah well part three of our three-step reading process is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. What magic
0: were you able to craft out of this chapter?
2: Yep, I have two.
3: kind of went off on the one in the previous, but yeah, the uh, the whole idea of he'll be handsome if you love him. Love isn't perfect, but loving someone helps make them perfect if that makes sense regardless of all of the flaws that someone has if you can look past all of that and make that relationship work then you've you've got something good (laughs) love doesn't necessarily make a marriage work it's the putting in the time and putting in the effort learning when to compromise when to stand strong and tell the other person hey you're wrong love does help though and it helps if you fall in love with them a little bit more every day
0: ah what
3: the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) up, brittany (laughs) okay
1: that 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 was mine too it's it's like, like you said love is important but it's not literally the end all be all because stuff happens people grow and you can either grow like closer together or grow more apart and you have to keep putting effort every day to try and to try to keep the love going i guess like i i i don't quite have the words to say but um I don't know. i've only been in a relationship for 12 years i i don't i don't, I don't know i don't know anything um but been it, it, been it
3: I'm yeah. not in one. <laughs> <laughs> so if it makes you feel any better, I'm just blowing smoke out of my
1: ass at this point. <laughs> you're not. You're not wrong though. You're not wrong. It's. 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 I wish I had the eloquence to say like exactly what is on my brain. But I love my fiance. Love is, you know, the number one thing in a relationship, but that's not all there is to it. And you know, being handsome. Like me, isn't all there is to it. Um, Being hilarious and funny like me is also not everything, you know, but it helps. All that stuff. Humble like you. I'm so humble too. God, thank you for reminding me of how how humble I am.
2: We've been saying that Goodwin is the Daja of the group, but he's really starting to, to, his briar is really starting to show.
1: I'm getting used to this handcuff on the table. So I, I, you know, what can I say? What can I say? But yeah, I love my fiance and we almost never fight, but we also communicate a lot and um, we love each other and we try to show each other that every day. And that's, you know, really, really important because it's not just what you like or you don't like or, you know, if something's attractive or not. It, 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 it's people are so complicated and difficult and weird, but finding one that you love and, being able to keep that going is, is it feels good,
0: yeah. Brittany,
2: you or me,
1: I can okay. go first. Good, all right, do it. There's
2: always time for jokes, yeah. I, when in my introduction to Judaism class, when the rabbi covered funerals, he talked about like, okay, um, you guys might think that. I have a really morbid sense of humor but I probably go to a lot more funerals than you do and about the only way to deal with it is to like find humor in the situation um and that's just kind of that's how it is with so many things like even when things seem to be at their worst sometimes the best way to deal with them is to find the humor it kind of it's it's what keeps you going always time for jokes
0: yeah um mine is um knowing when to step aside and let other people take care of things um in this chapter sandry is able to help tris a little bit by getting the cloth under her so she can help transport her but that's about the extent of the help that she can give um she does give more information uh to the nurse or the doctor uh, about her being a mage and uh, about her braids and everything. But uh, she does like chime and starts trying to follow uh, the doctor as like, no, hey, you're, you, you've done what you can. It's time to step aside and let somebody else take care of it. Um, I also feel like this was shown too with uh Tris and Jagorse Tris isn't able to go with them. And Tris tells Jagoris, hey, I'm not capable of being there to help them right now, but you are. So you go help them because I can't. So just knowing when you can't help someone and letting someone else do it, even if you really, really, really frustrates you and you want to be able to help, just know that sometimes you have to step aside and let somebody else do it because you can't do everything
3: i do have that second one if we want me to go do it it's the specifically the line but then every time there is a household accident people could well think they had drawn the wrath of the empress you could follow that road to madness don't make a mountain out of a molehill. sometimes bad shit happens it just happens i I don't have any kind of like life advice other than shit happens and you just have to pick up and carry on and you can sit there and you know blame someone else or you know think that this is some kind of divine retribution for something you didn't know you did or whatever the case may be but the long and short of it is it happened you have to make it work i've personally been having to deal with that like emotionally because my cat is super sick and i keep thinking oh well you know if i would have noticed sooner maybe things would have changed or maybe he got into this and this is why he's sick or maybe this happened or whatever all that's gonna do is make you worry more and it's gonna stress you out more and it's gonna suck it already is a shitty situation this is the first time like i've actually really really talked about it yeah but like my cat is dying and there's nothing I can do. And sitting here going, oh, well, if I would have just done this or if this didn't happen, you know, maybe he'd be okay. I can't go back in time and fix it. I can't change it. Yeah, He's still dying. <laughs> that, that That in itself sucks enough. Try not to point, blame, or find a reason for the thing that sucks because sometimes that does more damage than just dealing with the fact that the thing sucks and it happened
2: we like to end our episodes with an excerpt from the following chapter so this is an excerpt from chapter 18 of the will of the empress The spy's reports reached Berenine two days before Sandry and her companions reached the the Blend Road crossing. The Empress read the reports twice, the enraged flush on her cheeks deepening. Finally, she slammed a hematite ring she never took off against the desk. It would bring Ishabal to her as quickly as the woman could run. Berenine wasted no time on pleasantries when her chief mage arrived. Instead, she she threw the reports at Isha's head. Both of them, she snapped, shoving her chair back from her desk. Both of those arrogant young pups. Rohane witnessed they will pay for this. For defiance and for thinking I would be so foolish, so besotted, as to let them get away with it. Ishabal pretended to read the reports. Copies had already reached her that morning. You like proud, hot-headed young men, she said carefully, watching the empress as she stood to pace. Such men do as they wish always thinking there is a way to make it right. Despite her apparent calm, she too was seething. Ken had lied to her. She did not like that. She waited until the Empress looked her way, then shrugged. They may well succeed. They are intelligent and talented. Lady Sandralene's gold will stay in Namorne. They may even have been foolish enough to think you would be practical, as you always are, that you will settle for the solution to the more expensive problem, the loss of Sandralene's income to Emilon. I will not be made a laughingstock, Berenine said, not by them and not by that girl. The entire world will say the chit snagged my lover and my former lover helped them. Enough. I have been too kind this summer. You see where my generosity has gotten me. Send orders to my household and to my men at arms, to those we trust without reservation. You and I ride south today. The word for my court is that I am bound for the carcass. Karakathi hunting lodge for relaxation. No one must know my true intent. I want all of them to feel my hand on them. If we must raise the magical border to stop them, I will keep all three of those young people in Namorne. Per-Shan and Kanail will remember who is the ruler of this empire. Isha curtsied. Very well, your imperial majesty. Put a guard on Trisana, Berenine snapped. Have her watched. Place your best people on alert. She is not to leave Dan Cruin. should she be in any condition to try.
0: You think one guard is gonna stop Tris if she decides to leave? Okay. <laughs> I don't I think in this case it's not
2: a guard a guard as in a single guard. I think it's a guard as in
1: detail like a group yeah. or something. Yeah.
0: You still think a group of people is gonna stop her if she wants to go? <laughs> no.
2: No but we have been talking about underestimation yes mm. yes we have
1: i'm so fucking hyped for this chapter
0: right oh yeah. it's a good chapter Ooh, it's a real me good too. chapter too. the, the go Empress is fucking face. around and she's got to find out
1: damn straight
0: reading circle temple is produced by us molly, Brittany, and
1: and goodwin
0: if you like the show tell your friends about it if you don't like the show tell your enemies
1: You can also help people find us by leaving a rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen.
2: Find all our episodes at our new home on ACAST, shows.acast.com slash Reading Circle Temple.
0: Shake it up, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com.
1: You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Instagram, Tumblr, and Facebook. And you can join our Reading Circle Temple Facebook group.
0: To find us on Twitter, tweet at Reading Circle. A special thanks to Yellows for Happy for our artwork. You can find more of their art by following Yellows for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon Ann Draws on Instagram.
3: Another special thanks to Brittany's brother Thomas Dick for our theme
1: music. You can find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening.
2: Let's all have coffee
0: next week. You don't want to lick another person's tongue? No,
3: <laughs> I would prefer not to lick their teeth. Thank you.
1: That's you don't have disgusting.
0: to do that. I yuck. mean, maybe they have like a little tasty morsel of food in there that you say oh for uh, you.
3: No, yuck! I'll go <laughs> get my own. <laughs> There's nothing left. I'll just fucking starve. Thank you.
0: Like. <laughs> That was a nice little treat for you. I was saving for you. I
3: I've got enough fat deposit. I can I can starve. It's fine. I don't need that.
2: I feel like I've learned way too many, Uh. way more than I need to know about Brittany's relationship with Steven.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey,
1: Steven cooks good. Okay,
2: he does cook good. He cooks really (laughs)
3: good. Yeah, and I will I, I if somebody else cooks like c- it could be on a plate or it could be in my hand. <laughs> I don't want it from this their is mouth. Uh,
1: all right. Frankly, this is weird, Indy, that you don't like being baby birded. I love being right. Bearded. it's my right? favorite thing ever. Just, just it. It.
2: I'm with you, Indy. Apparently, that's just another uh <laughs> yuck.
1: Y'all are the weird ones. God
2: right? Right? <laughs> yuck.